Is there a point when you dig deep enough that reality simply is? That the truth lives without a mask? Welcome to Metra. Buck was back in Metra after spending two weeks deep quarantining a condensation farm town. He seemed tired when he'd called, but he had to be exhausted all the time, so it was strange that it stood out. It was almost like he had a bit of nervousness seeping through the cracks in his facade. If it wasn't Nick Buck, Zara would think his voice was doing its best to muffle a faint wariness. He was going to take Zara on what he called a fun one. A priest he did a lot of business with had somehow come across the knowledge that a ghoul had gotten stuck inside a sex bot bar. Some of the locals that disliked the priest thought it was an act of God in response to the priest being at this greased-up robo-brothel in the first place. So Buck needed to come in and clean the whole place up. The problem is, a little holy water isn't going to get a ghoul to stop humping the father's favorite hardware. When he showed up, he seemed about as confident as ever, just not entirely present. Maybe something had happened while he was out in the outskirts. Zara had heard about how rough things could get the further out you went. He had to spend a whole month out there, in the middle of an outbreak no less, so a little spaciness was understandable. There was less meat on the bone of their conversation, and he was mostly dismissive when she had asked questions, but maybe he just didn't have good answers for the things that she was asking. They rolled up to the back alley behind the sex bot bar in a private AI cab. Buck pulled out a few guns and a smoke grenade like the one he had used in the barn the last time he'd taken her out on a job. She started hearing the meaty impact on the bullets in her mind for a moment, but was quick to shake it off. He also grabbed a small dart gun and pulled a bright green vial dart out of a small metal suitcase containing three identical vials, each built into sleek glass darts. He noticed Zara's focus on this new mystery weapon and said, it's just a tranquilizer. If I can get this thing out of there without it bleeding all over the robots, we can try to rustle up a handful of extra credits. Never seen Kim like this before, Zara replied. Feels like it's packed with something special, and you're not telling me. The green liquid was filled with what looked like carbonated bubbles with small silver flecks floating throughout. Buck smirked and said, Don't worry about it in a casual and joking way that felt too friendly to not be part of some deception tactic. Zara was messing around with which flashlight to stick in her backpack, and Buck walked toward the shadow figure that was now cast across the alley. Zara properly assumed this essence of darkness was Father McGafferty. She could just make out the edges of the murmurs of their conversations when Zara had decided she was no longer the subject of anyone's attention. She quickly grabbed another syringe of Kim from the metal suitcase and hid it in her backpack. It had to have some sort of clues in it, and she was going to try to figure out what this shit was. She'd just need an excuse if Buck noticed it was missing before she had a chance to figure out what it was. Maybe she'd just say she took it for protection. He wouldn't buy that, but it was the best she had for the moment. She shut the trunk of the AI cab and walked over to Buck and the father. You didn't say you was bringing a girl along. Father McGafferty was sweating. His face cheeks glistened like the cheek of a thick, clapping ass mid-coitus. His clothes looked like he'd been wearing them for a few days, sleeping in them along the way, and he reeked of cheap lubricants and synth wine coolers. 
Rather see you with the robots than some of the unsavory stuff they like to whisper about you lot, Zara said matter-of-factly. How about you stop worrying about me and start worrying about showing us the way to the job, Padre? Buck looked a little surprised at first, but when the father gave him a shaky glance, he just nodded and smiled. The place was called Good Gyrations, mostly because of all the gyrating robots. There were lines of stalls with locking latches, like sticky little shame closets with little labels above the door latch telling you whether the stalls were vacant or had someone just on the other side with a robot Sailor Moon grinding their hog-like peppercorn. They let you design the AR avatar of your robot, or bring in someone's image and let the face-sculpting AI take their best crack at you violating someone's decency without their knowledge or permission. You know, real classy shit. Then it's just a series of moans and silicones and lubricants properly rotated and ribbed for your pleasure. Zara really didn't want to see the avatar the priest had been using, but that was the room the ghoul was in and she was disgustingly not shocked with the result. She switched the light on and the robot off. The ghoul was on the ground, nude and wailing at the sudden brightness of the lights. Its genitals were jammed into the machine, which was not something Zara had even medically considered yet. Buck shot the dart of Kim, and the ghoul's muscles all let go of their trademark tension. It looked like it was dead outside of some very faint breathing and drool trickling from its mouth. Buck picked the drooling fiend off the floor, told the priest they'd send someone to clean his unit as soon as they could, and left the monster behind. They went through a back passageway that led to a series of plexiglass containment units lining the walls in a small, circular room hidden under the binary fuck shack. Many of the units were already holding ghouls. Buck found an empty one, placed the ghoul inside, and sealed the unit shut. What the fuck is this place? Zara asked with equal parts curiosity and disgust. You're in a secret back room, filled with ghouls, in the middle of an AR robot sex bar, Buck said. I think you have this figured out. And how much more do you make for a job like this? Zara asked. Enough that I find the judgment in your tone hilarious, Buck replied. Some people can get their rocks off with computer images and a variety of rubbers. Some people like it to feel more real, Buck said. No teeth, which most people like anyway. No bottom half of the arms, and they keep them generally pretty tranked up. Might not be where I'd choose to park the car, but it's pretty safe for the John. This is fucking horrifying, Zara said. Yeah, well, this whole damn world's a horror show. I'm just not scared of it. Can't be. You saw what that flabby, hairless fuck was doing up there, and he's one of the living ones, Buck said, like he was trying to find meaning in something for the first time. Zara's judgment seemed to be getting to him in a way it wouldn't have when they'd met before. After a long, deep breath, Nick's tone seemed almost normal. At least your girl didn't end up here. Some of these ghouls have been kept just barely alive for years, especially some of the special requests. You know, famous people and the like. People that are big on the feeds really bring in the credits. So I'm supposed to get over it, or... You know, look on the bright side because my fiancé got to fight the death over and over again instead of being raped by some incel with a blockchain card over and over? Zara nearly screamed. She set her backpack on the ground and started searching for the vial. Shit was already flying off the fan, so she figured now was as good a time as any to put all the cards on the table. You have to know this is all seriously fucked up. I know you've 
had had a life and you can justify a lot of the shit you do, but like, come on, Nick. What the fuck? I'm just trying to show you the truth of all this, Buck said. You think I find this shit fun? This is a job. I have bosses. He pressed his face against the glass school containment unit he stood in front of and let his warmth fog the space in front of him. Yeah, let me say no and end up on the other side of this glass. Zara had grabbed the syringe from her pack, but she hadn't realized Buck had walked over behind her to try and see what she was so furiously digging in her bag for. Zara stood, syringe in hand, and bumped into Nick Buck while turning around. She fell backwards, and Nick Buck fell on top of her. The, the syringe grasped firmly in her hand and injected its poisons into his sternum. Oh, you dumb bitch. You dumb fucking bitch, Buck yelled, ripping the syringe from his chest and throwing it against the wall. A trail of blood was running down his front from his needle wound. You have no clue what you just did. You better fucking run. You better fucking kill me. Buck's spit gathered in the back of his throat, and he started to gargle before falling onto his stomach and drooling onto the floor just like the ghoul he'd injected upstairs had. Zara carried a series of small anonymous digital patrol beacons that were meant to draw the attention of the authorities to a certain location. She'd had these ever since she'd started in journalism, and she'd used them a number of occasions. She dropped one and then heard a slight screech coming from behind her. She looked and saw Buck's neck craning back as far as it could, his skin stretched back across the muscles in his face and started to crack. He was sweating profusely as a black haze started to swipe over the whites of his eyes. Whatever that compound was, it was turning Buck into a ghoul without hesitation. He had three vials of this stuff in the AI cab. Was he going to use one of them on Zara? Had that been the entire plan? Was this guy like some classic movie villain laying out their plan before offing the captive hero? Or maybe this dude had gotten some sort of bounty on her where he was going to make her some goddamn undead sex slave for credits. He did say people paid more for people like her, which felt threatening. But no, this, this wasn't self-defense. This was a mistake or potentially manslaughter depending on your definition he probably wasn't going to do anything it's too late now she stared into the eyes of buck no more soulless than they'd always been she took the handgun from his hip but she couldn't pull the trigger hopefully her beacon still worked and they'd send another buck out there quick enough to clean this whole shit show up before it somehow got worse she rummaged through his pockets while he still seemed partially tranquilized and downloaded the data from his tablet using his biosignature while he was still warm. Hopefully this data was all going to be worth it, but now she needed somewhere to go. If Buck could find her that easily, any number of people could be looking to get whatever payoff he'd had in store. He was a big player in this whole subculture, and something like this happening was sure to stir up trouble she wanted no part of. Sure, it could have been an individual circumstance, but it wasn't worth the risk. She needed a safe place to decrypt these messages, and she was incredibly short on friends, so Zara grabbed the metal briefcase with the vials from the trunk of Buck's now-abandoned AI cab, ran from good gyrations, and booked an anonymous AI cab back to her loft, and then to Chuckles. She made sure to tell the father there was something in the back room that needed his attention before leaving. She grabbed some of her essentials and any tech that might have had her data from her apartment, not even giving herself time to think about this likely being the last time she'd be in the place she'd lived with the love of her life. That didn't matter at the moment. Her AI cab was set to be at Chuckles in 15 minutes. She 
boarded over and got there with five minutes to spare. She tried to run in and explain what was going on to Andrea, but the anxiety stole her words. She managed to push out, I think we should go to Sentra. One night they'd been drinking, Andrea had told her about a plan she'd had to join in on the gambling to find out more info on the entire fight pit operation. She just didn't want to ruin it all from inside Metro because she thought that would make it too difficult to stay incognito. Andrea grabbed a pre-packed duffel bag from behind the bar and climbed into the AI cab. Two people with their lives destroyed looking to find a few of the pieces. Not so they can sloppily try to piece things back together, but so they can hold it up in people's face and force them to look at the things they're hiding from, even if it's just for a moment. Zara hadn't left the city since she'd got her certification from her unicast. Now, within a month, she was watching the gradient skies of Metro roll behind the horizon in the rear-view cam for the second time. 